Hello, 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 hello. And we just want to welcome each and every last one of you um, to the Scribes Hangout on the Kingdom Influencers broadcast. We are so excited about what is getting ready to take place tonight, and we thank you for hanging out with us. Here at the Scribes Hangout, we are dedicated to bringing the voice and the heart of the scribe to individuals around the world. Know that this is the hangout spot for book lovers, authors, artists, fans, business owner book clubs and those who desire to be inspired i am your host publisher author and tv radio personality deron shazorn and i want to welcome you to today's broadcast today we have a very very special guest with us on tonight and we're gonna have none other than the author harrogate Baron in the studio with us as we discuss her book, The Conversion of a Thug. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It is a very powerful and awesome book. And I'm just excited to have this opportunity that she's hanging out with us on tonight as we get some inside background information on this powerful anointed book that is changing lives around the world. I'm going to be on to um the lord on tonight on tonight so you're going to get ready to hear our author's voice in a moment because we are surely excited that she's hanging out with us on tonight and so um author harriet Barron, could you just say welcome to our guest on tonight hello everyone thank you so much for tuning in i hope y'all will be blessed by the end of this interview um and just i just want you to be lifted i believe god is going to be glorified and just continue to tune in and listen. Awesome, 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 and absolutely amazing. We're getting ready to have an absolutely powerful time um, here at the Scribes Hangout as surely as we welcome this dynamic author and the work, the creativity that God has given her unto her in this book, The Conversion of a Thug. But before we get into this broadcast before we dive into the broadcast we definitely have to go um to the lord in prayer amen and so we're just going to take this time and opportunity um to go ahead and 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 pray and welcome the lord in here with us on tonight on tonight so that amen you guys can get absolutely everything amen that god desired to release in your lives on tonight oh gracious king we thank you for meeting us in this broadcast on today. Even as we lift it into your mighty hands, we commit this broadcast into your hands so that you may have your way. So that you, oh God, will guard our lips, our tongues, our conversation on tonight. So that those that are under the sound of our voice, oh God, that they may hear from you words of inspiration, motivation, words that transform the atmosphere, that re- that transform their atmosphere, oh God, that renew their mind in the very thoughts of you and, and, and change the course of their lives, oh God, where they will move to the very beat of your heart oh gracious king we thank you oh god for everything that you would release in this place in the lives of your people so that oh god that they too hallelujah thank you jesus can can lord god move into greater places and spaces in their destiny that even through oh god we even through the work of the author oh gracious king 
that lives are changed and transformed. And we thank you for this dynamic work that you have birthed on the inside of her. And we thank you, O oh God, that her hand is blessed and that everything that she touches is blessed. And that, O oh God, that you have called her, amen, and you have sanctioned for such a time as this, for this conversation on tonight as it is planned in your in your word that has been planned before the beginning of time for this very hour, O oh God. And we thank you, O oh God, that this that this book will continue to go places throughout the world and minds and lives are changed and transformed as people, amen, is introduced to O oh God. That in which you have stored inside of your daughter so that others, O oh God, can go back. Amen. And and begin to change the course of their family dynamics in the majestic name of Jesus. Oh, how we give you glory and we give you praise. And it is in the mighty name of Jesus that we have prayed. Amen. Amen. And amen. Oh, to God be the absolute glory. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Hallelujah. Glory to God. My Lord, my Lord. So t- tonight, you know, we got this powerful author in the studio with us. And so I want to give, I want to introduce you guys wanna, about her. And then we're going to go into this dynamic interview. We're going to go into this dynamic interview and just hear what it is that um, the Lord has placed on the inside of her heart, of her heart. Mm-hmm. And so we're excited about it. So um, our author on tonight um, she is a solid believer in Christ Jesus. As a crisis caseworker, she witnessed the devastation effect of abuse and neglect on youth. The author also served as a youth pastor for the House of Deliverance Church in Athens, Texas. Pastor Patrick and the late under the under Pastor Patrick and the late Reverend. William E. Patrick provided a strong spiritual foundation as her pastors and her parents. Serving as a youth pastor, she became involved and mentored fatherless young adults and their families. She also served as the praise and worship leader, secretary, and community outreach coordinator. She has worn many hats in the ministry and has a heart for the ministry of help in the local church. The author feels that God called her to minister healing to teens, children, and adults. As Jesus Christ taught in parables, she presents the gospel in a language that the youth and unchurched can understand. She graduated from Sam Houston State University with a BA in psychology. The author enjoys her family, church, and beautiful sunny texas days she is an east texas native but currently resides in Louisville, texas the author wrote of her transition from rape victim to overcoming and to overcomer in her first book coffee time with that with daddy she chronicles her journey of learning to hear God's voice in all circumstances, even in dark times. She also encouraged the reader to respond to God's efforts to lead us around trouble, but he restores us even when his little lambs become entrapped in Satan's web. 
She gives step-by-step instructions on how to overcome the darkest times by using God's word as a roadmap to healing. Unfortunately, the author Harriet Patrick Barron also experienced another tragedy years after being kidnapped and raped. After getting married and waiting 10 years to become a mother, she expressed the death of an unborn child. She was devastated as her child died right before birth. Once again, her heart was broken and she had to depend on God to restore her through much prayer, counseling, and God's word. The author knows from experience that God will restore everything the enemy stole. The Lord restored her with two beautiful little girls who love to sing and worship the Lord. She has started a ministry called Destiny's Voice Ministries. It is a ministry. <laughs> Hallelujah for the glory of God. There are women who go to the hospital pregnant but return home empty-handed and broken-hearted. For those women, the author sends a simple pamphlet of encouragement and a small gift of encouragement. She is also an encourager, psalmist, and she ministers the gospel of restoration through Jesus Christ. I definitely introduce to the Scribes Hangout family on tonight, none other than the powerful, amazing, dynamic, appointed and anointed, ordained for such a time as this, none other than the Harriet Patrick Barron, the author of The Conversion of a Thug, in which we will talk about tonight. Again, thank you so much for joining us tonight at the Scribes Hangout, and we just look forward to this dynamic interview that Mm -hmm we're going to engage in on tonight. So, um, Minister, um, Dynamic Woman of God, I want to start out with this question. What began your journey of of writing? Well, I, I began writing when I was 10 years old, actually. Um, I've always had creative ability. When I was in kindergarten, my teacher called my mom to the side uh, other kids would draw stick figures for, like, a family. I would draw ducks in the pond, a sun in the sky, clouds hanging, a rainbow. And she, I mean, she told my mom, she said, your daughter is very creative, even that, that uh, at age five. And so when I was 11, I began writing poetry and short stories. And uh, it just continued on and on and on until I began to write my first book when I was about 20, about 26 years old. I wrote my first my first book, uh, so it, but but it did begin at age eleven. Uh, is when I began my my journey of writing. Awesome, awesome! At a very young age, at a very young age. Mm-hmm. So tonight we're we're here to talk about the conversion of a thug, which you know I had the opportunity to read, and it's absolutely powerful. So what is the what what prompt the writing um, of 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 the book, the conversion of a thug? That is such a great question. Um, I've worked with uh, young boys, young men, especially with my husband and I was youth, were youth pastors in East Texas. We had a lot of young boys that were fighting in school. They were, were hated to read, um, fighting at church, just fighting, 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 and they were so angry. 
and they all had one thing in common. They were fatherless, every last one of them. And so we were trying to pass to these young, angry boys. And I thought I was a mental health caseworker. Most of my boys were angry boys that had depression or uh, bipolar, just, just um, aggression, all these tendencies. Most of these boys were uh, without fathers. They were so angry. And I began to pray. Uh, the youth in our church, they were in the church, but the church was not in them. And I began to pray and say, Lord, I need some way to reach these young. It's not just for young boys. It just so happened we had a lot of young boys that were in our youth group. And I said, Lord, we need to find some way to reach these young people. Now, my husband is also a former gang member himself before he was, uh, before he accepted the Lord in his heart. So we, we got to talking one night, and he got to telling me a lot of things that he went through. He's been shot, stabbed, just a lot of things he went through in the gang. And my question to him was, what made you a thug? What caused you to be so hard-hearted uh, about life and about things like that? And just a lot of things he went through that caused him to be that way. And so I connected the two. And also my father, uh, who was a powerful man of God, passed away in the year 2000. My father told me a lot of stories where his father would take him to prostitution houses. My, at a young age, my father experiencing and seeing things at such a young age that he should never have seen. And it affected him in a powerful way. So I have all these young men in my life with all these similar stories. And I pray that the Lord to give me a way to minister, to reach them. And that's when the Lord came to me in a dream. And he said, just as Jesus taught in parables, I have called you to win this generation in parables. And I thought, that's it. And that's when the title came to me and when the whole storyline came to me in a dream, the conversion of the thug. And it's a novel. Uh, but that's how I got the title and the whole storyline uh, with all these young men in my life who were angry and fatherless. And um, my main young man was my own husband that had been a thug and that had been converted. <laughs> so he was my he was my muse, one of my main muses for my storyline. Wow, this is just absolutely awesome. Just absolutely love it. And I love you. Say, he said, you know, I, I'm going to give you, I, I called you to write in parables and to mm -hmm. pull them, to draw them in. So that bringing it to a place where they can understand it. Yes. So that they would no longer just be in the church, but now the church can now begin to be in them. Oh, yes. I just absolutely love that. So let's talk about, so uh, g give us, who, who is your main character in this, in this story? There are so many great characters. And, and someone else asked me, how did you come up with all these characters? And I'm going to tell you, there are some skeletons in my family's closet. And, and one thing that I want you to get from this book, you need to talk to your parents, your grandparents, Find out what really happened back in the day. Now, they may not want to tell you, but I guarantee you it's some juicy secrets and some skeletons that you may need to know about. You you have to know. And so a lot of my characters came from talking to my, my, my mom, my dad. I mean, a lot of this stuff, it's a novel. But some of these uh, people are based on actual characters and actual, uh, actual events that happened in my, in my family and in my husband's family. I had to just fix it in a different way because some people are still alive and they mm -hmm. <laughs> right. they're like, don't you count that? It's still buried. I'm like, no, honey, we need to know what happened so we can uh, change the course of that. Mm -hmm. But some people are determined to keep secrets and take them to the grave. And people are being destroyed by these secrets and these families. 
So it's just starting to uncover it. But my, one of my main uh, uh, characters is, of course, my main guy, which is Samson. Uh, he's my main character. He is the thug that, that gave his life to the Lord. And the book Jim is just talking about how he was changed by the Lord and how he had to go back in his past so that he could, could see. Um, he, went, he was taken back in the past to see how to change his future, which is what we all need to do, uh, what God has to do for us so we can change the course of events, if we're on a certain path, we need God to tell us, okay, how can we change our course so we can get on the path that God has for us to be on? Right, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna go uh, go in that a little bit. We're gonna talk a little bit about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But Samson is the main character here that mm-hmm. get the opportunity to go back and and retrace some steps in yes. his paths um, to yes. help to 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 help him um, and help his family lineage within their future. And so we're gonna talk about that. So I want to um, hear. You know, I was in the book and you know, in, in reading, um, reading the book. And as I was in the book, I just want to ask you about a statement that you wrote mm-hmm. in the book or something, something that you wrote here and just to get your thought here. Um, you know what? Okay. Yes. And, and I'll come back and I'll ask you this other question, but here, here over in the book, you talk about how Samson, you know, he was, he was struggling with, the thought or he was um struggling with you know reading um the bible and his mm-hmm. pastor gave him a message bible and i was reading and i, I chuckled <laughs> i won't say what i said about the message bible but i yeah, chuckled I, <laughs> I, I chuckled with with you um when you when you when i read it and so but once he got that bible and he began to study the word Mm -hmm. and you talked about him reading psalms um three five through Mm -hmm. six and he began to make that a part of his that that word got in his heart once he read that and and so i I want to talk about you know because you 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 said something very powerful even in that just a demonstration there or that particular writing in in the text because many a times you said look he didn't understand the d's and the don'ts and Mm -hmm. so his pastor gave him something that he could understand so just Mm -hmm. give me your thought behind that because i know when i read i had a whole lot of thoughts a whole lot of things that i discussed and Mm -hmm. i talk about when it comes to that um and and that important even of obtaining something and reading something that you can understand so that you can begin to um, mm-hmm. partake or or digest what you're reading. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that for a moment. You know, I, I substitute taught for about four years, and I was on my way to getting my teacher uh, my teaching degree. And then, of course, life inter- interacted, and I didn't complete that. But I spent enough time in the school system to see struggling readers that struggled just with the simple words. And unfortunately, a lot of our African-American young men or poor, not just African-American, but all races that are just kind of, you know, underprivileged, you know, they struggle in school sometimes. They don't have resources to help them learn to read. I brought that experience into my, my novel. And also, you know, people that didn't grow up in church, young men and young women, we have a whole unchurched generation that know very little about God, if anything. And you present a Bible to them with this, thou, and that, 
and sometimes they just can't make the connection. They just can't seem to get it. And so I put that in the book to, to maybe even give a little heads up, you know, hey, you know, if you have a struggling reader, someone that you're trying to get the word of God across, sometimes you may try another version. Mm-hmm. There are so many versions of the word of God that are helpful, that still have that meat of the word, but they put it in a language that the, that the young people can understand and they can grasp it. And I wanted, I wanted to explain how my main character was passed over in school and he went unnoticed. He struggled to read. Mm-hmm. And the teachers kind of passed him along like they often do and, and just kind of fell through the cracks, as they say. But thank God his pastor noticed he struggled so hard. He wanted to know God, but he just couldn't grasp the word of God. So that message Bible, which, I mean, that helped me tremendously. And actually, sometimes I go back and grab it now, but I'm, when I'm working on a message, I'll get three different versions of the Bible. <laughs> and so the King James, the Amplified, and that good old message Bible to really explain it out in common English so that even I can get a, another picture of it. And that's how I wanted my character to just get a message Bible. It just lays it out so plain. And, and like you said, he hung on to that scripture. He applied it to his life. But he had to have something that he could understand and get in his heart. He had to be able to read and understand what was on the page. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And um, and, and I just absolutely love it. I, I loved how you pulled that together. I loved how um, you you took when I read it, um, you took, you know, what's real in life. Because, you know, many people, mm-hmm. and if I'm struggling to understand then I can't comprehend it to even be able to make that a part of my life and to understand mm-hmm. why I need what it is that I am I'm reading so here in the book you know you you have the angel to show up sorry and um, with Samson and and of course you know Samson has, has a child but he comes up to him and um, he he tells him he's going to take him back in time, and he and he told him he's going to take him back in time to go look at the past. Mm-hmm. And he's he telling him he's going to take him to go back in time to look um at the past um because of the curse uh, that, mm-hmm. that entered into his family um lineage, and 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 we're going to begin to go down that line in a moment. And so, um, and he was telling me, you know, you, this is what you need to focus, focus on the events um, that had a part on forming who you are. And mm-hmm. so I want to bring this out in the conversation because, you know, many are like Samson, right? And you said that mm-hmm. he was a former thug. And, you know, we don't know the things that transpired in our lives that happened in mm-hmm. the past, that happened in our down in generation that brought us to the events and the currents of things that were taking place in our lives. And so I wanted to, um, for you to just bring out what was your thought or what did God download in you with this character on what was important for him to go back in history, to discover the root of Mm -hmm. these different things. Um, these different curses traveling mm-hmm. down his bloodline. This, this, well, yes, down his bloodline. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Oh, that's a loaded question. My man, my character, he had a destiny over his life, which we all did. I wanted the audience, the readers, to understand 
this character, as we all do, had a destiny. He was born for a reason, which we all are born for a reason. But his destiny was about to be uh, diverted if he did not change course. He had to go back in the past to see where he came from so that he could know, okay, what do I need to change in my life? What, what has traveled in my family? How did I wind up in the situation that I was in with all these things happening to me? He had to find out the why, the who, and the what. Which, I'm telling you, if we all found that out, we'd all be better off. And, and really, the Holy Spirit is who reveals it to us uh, in our lifetime. He says, oh, you know, you need to deal with this or deal with that or clean that out or straighten that out. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. But just happens in my novel, the angel took him back so he could travel through time and see different parts of his family, different relatives, where they went through and it kept going on and on and on until it finally reached him and was about to destroy his life. So he went back and he had to get all that straightened out because he had a destiny, he had a call, and he was born for a specific reason and a purpose that only he could fulfill. And that's why I wanted the reader to, to grasp from that. But that, that was my thought processes with this character. Okay, awesome, awesome, wow, wow. And, and you said something powerful. You said history repeats itself if no one changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If no one change it. And so what is it? And, and I know that was a part of why um, Samson had to go yeah. back and, and review history so that it would be repeated. But wh- why is why do you feel that that is such an important thing in the life of a believer? You know, I'm going to give you an example. Um, in, in my first book, Coffee Time with Daddy, it was about my experiences being kidnapped and raped my senior year in college. I also noted in the book that my mother had been a victim of a rape as well, maybe 30 years earlier. Not only was she, but several uh, female victims before her and before them. I mean, when we sat down and talked about it, I said, my God, this went on and on and on. And finally, it reached me. But when it got to me, I said, uh-uh, this is it. And I have two daughters. And so I know that only through Christ can you break these evil, wicked, repeated patterns, which are called curses, that run through, through generations to generations. And I pray that the Lord would not let, let that happen to my daughters. And I, I broke it in Jesus' name. And I wanted the readers to understand you can, only, you can only overcome wicked patterns in your family line through Jesus Christ if you don't want it to keep on going to your children. And like I mentioned in the book, the purpose is to run through the family until everyone is completely destroyed and no one fulfills God's purpose. That's what the enemy's goal is. So somebody's got to step up and bring an end to it. And so that, that was my thought processes. But it's my own life. Uh, I put a lot of myself in this book, but that was a curse in my family. It happened to me, my mother, several women in my family. I thought, well, my goodness, my sisters, I mean, this is ridiculous. But I finally had to break it. When my daughters were born, I said, this is it. This is not going to happen to my children. Awesome. Awesome. And and, and it is very, very vital that we do um, understand. And under you, you talked about generational curses mm-hmm. and you know, and that's also such thing as generational blessings. But we have yes. to um, learn how to 
cut off the generational curses mm-hmm. and going through mm-hmm. the and going back and 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 yeah. having an understanding of the different things that has taken place. And so with that, I want to just talk about you know um, peaches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, peaches. One of the characters that you have here um, in in the book, which is Samson's great great. Great, I mean, Samson, great grandmother, and you know mm-hmm. how you know she found herself just innocent, innocent, yes. and um, how the enemy came in and took her innocence, which mm-hmm. opened the door, Amen. For mm-hmm. the that opened the door for the enemy to come in and just really wreak havoc in the bloodline of Samson. Yes. So let's have some conversation yeah. about innocent peaches. Yes. Oh, that's my girl. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'll tell you, peaches is actually based on an actual a character in my family that that actually happened to. Uh, it wasn't a born, but I was actually a young girl that was uh, sexually assaulted and got pregnant and literally went insane as a result of it. And so... You know, Peaches, uh, she's one of my, my main characters who I love. Oh, sweet, so innocent. I tell you that the, the devil hates innocence. And if you notice, he usually, he's going after our children, killing mm-hmm. our children in mm-hmm. school, uh, a molestation, these horrible things to young children. Because the enemy thinks if he can mess them up when they're young, they'll be uh, mangled and, and, and depressed and deranged adults, which does happen. But I'm glad that the Lord also knows if he can use the youth and get a hold of our youth, the Holy Spirit can get on the youth, they'll be powerful men and women of God. So it depends on who's going to get to these kids first, because God and the devil both have an agenda for our children. I'm determined to let God use my babies and not the enemy. So uh, my girl, man, she she was young, innocent, uh, minding her own business. You know, a lot of times, you know, we get, we get caught up in the... The evilness of other people, like the spider in the web, just an innocent little fly, we get caught up in people's wickedness. We get entangled in their devices. And so uh, there's a scripture in the Bible where King David says, you know, I was caught in the trap of the enemy, but the snare is broken and we have escaped. And I love that scripture. But unfortunately, the young girl, she didn't have, like I said, she didn't have a, a teaching. She had the knowledge. Her parents didn't know what to do. And she was a victim of this horrible rape, and uh, she just had a nervous breakdown, pretty much. And, you know, she never did recover. She was heartbroken and never did recover from that horrible experience. And, um, you know, you have to read in the book to see what happened to her. Right. But she did not have, she didn't have a good ending, and it's mm-hmm. a sad thing. But and, and the actual character did not have a good ending. In my family tree, she didn't have a good ending either as well. Yeah, you got you got to get the book to see what happened with <laughs> innocent yeah. peaches. What what took place, you know, in her life, and you know, um, I, I want to talk about you know because terrible events and occur happen in in families, and many yeah. times we are very silent, and especially in mm-hmm. our community, we are very mm-hmm. very silent, and because of that silence, the next generation. Um, it isn't privilege mm-hmm. to know the things that's fighting up against them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I know that, you know, that the silence um, that, that takes place where, you know, we overlook or we sweep it under the rug. 
And yes. so we have some of those type of things going on here uh, in, 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 in uh-huh. your book. And so let's let's talk about how important it is to break the silence and how do you, at the tragic event, you know, begin to come uh-huh. to the table with conversations that could save the next person, the next generation? I say that's a hard conversation to have, but it has to be had. Um one example is after I was a victim of rape, my mother had never, my mother had never told me that she was raped, never told me that she was forced to marry the man that raped her, never told me that she had a baby by the man. I'm like, she never told me that until I came home from college, raped, devastated, broken, uh, uh, you know, scratches all over my body, the whole horrible thing. And I was just a shell of my former self. My mother looked at me, and she began to cry and ran into the other room. And I thought, well, it happened to me. Why are you taking it so hard? So finally, when she got herself together, she sat me down and had the talk we should have had years ago. And she just bled it all out on the table. I thought, well, Mom, why didn't you ever tell me this? So when it happened to me, she was reliving what happened to her. We, we had never had the conversation. And I can tell you. Mothers, daughters, fathers, sons, grandparents, you've got to have that conversation before it happens. Before whatever happens, happens. You need, your kids need to know what you went through. You've got to have the conversation. And God forbid something like this does happen to someone you love. Or even it can be, you know, maybe a child went to jail or, or something. They did a really bad thing. You've got to sit down and have a hard conversation and get on the table so that everyone can heal. It may be a slow process. Because, you know, when something really, like what happened to Peaches, she was you know, a victim of uh, a, a rape, you know, and they didn't deal with it properly. They just, oh, well, you know, she'll, she'll work through it, you know, or let's just not talk about it. And not talking about it is not an option because it's going to leak out somewhere. It's going to leak out in the child's behavior or in your behavior. It's going to come out in your dreams. It's going to come out through your attitude, through your distress. So your anger is going to come out some way because pain has got to escape or you will literally implode. So it comes out some way. And so it's a bad conversation, but my God, we got to have it. We've got to sit down and talk about it and just put it on the table. Uh, good, bad, and ugly. Let's put it out there because God, it's hard for him to heal what you won't even reveal. Right. Put it out there. Put the light on it and let God deal with it and let the family deal with it as well. Right. That's that's thing that's very, very important. You said something. He cannot heal what you won't reveal. I, mm-hmm. I I absolutely love that. And so we have to um expose it. We have to expose it expose. and through the exposure mm-hmm. we gain knowledge knowledge, wisdom and understanding. And also in that same mm-hmm. process you, you get the healing and the deliverance that is needed mm-hmm. and then it also position you and allowing you how to um also begin to appropriately pray. Pray. Yes. Um pray for yes. and so I, I wanna talk about this character, um, Doris for a moment. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to talk about her. You know, um, I was thinking about when I was reading. You was talking about um, Doris. It made me think about Naomi. Oh yeah, and now she made me think about Naomi. You said Doris had left the blessing to do her own thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, even you know, and she left, you know, not under the blessings of 
her parents to go and mm-hmm. and off with Swainey. And we'll talk about Swainey mm-hmm. in a moment as well. I guess that's just wooed her off her feet. And, um, and so and in spite of, you know, everything, you know, with her family, even her Christian background and everything of that nature, you know, he just had such an impact on her life that, you know, mm-hmm. she left from under the blessings and, and that's why I said I think about mm-hmm. Naomi because when her and her family left um um they left from under the blessings of God and you know and they went off and tragic happened and so when I when I read that about her leaving from under the blessing it just immediately took me to Naomi um mm-hmm. so let's talk mm-hmm. about Doris for a moment oh Doris you know thank you so much for bringing that up I love that character I, I you can tell of all my characters I'll right. my heart is, that's one of them but this young lady here, oh, you talking about going through, Lord. God, you got to read the book. She went through, honey. Yes, she did. Married to a nut, okay? The man was crazy. But she grew up in, in a sheltered, loved God. And uh, and it happens to men and women, my God. We grow up and think we know our own way. And, uh, you know, when, when, when your parents, this is another point I really want people to see. Everybody ain't wrong, Okay. Let's say, you know, this is it, Mom. This is the one I love him or I love her. It ain't nobody happy except you. There may be a problem with that. Okay? That's what my mama told me. And she was right about that. If no one is happy about this but you, you may need to reconsider. Especially your pastor. If ain't nobody in favor of this but you, you may need to step back and say, okay, is everybody wrong or am I the one off here? And so sometimes as young people, you get out from under the covering of your parents and you go your own way. You're thinking, okay, I got this. I'm an adult. You know, I know this person and we're going to be all right. And bless her heart, honey, that was not all right. And so she went off and, uh, you know, married someone who treated her very badly. And one thing in the book that I love is that her angels never left her. She, God always still had his hand on her. Although she went out from under the covering, but the eyes of God go everywhere. He, the Lord mm-hmm. never left her. He always was there. He was waiting for her to return to him. Like the Bible says, God said, you return to me and I return to you. Mm-hmm. He's already sending it. He's just waiting on you to bring your hip gone back in line. But God is always what he always was. And Doris, if she had angels too, her angels were always there. They're waiting on her to just call out to the Lord for help. That's all they needed. And like, like it's in Jeremiah, God said, you call on me, I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not. Mm-hmm. So he was just waiting on doors to open up her mouth and to call for help from the Lord. That's all she needed to do. And once she did, help was available. Yes, yes, yes. So let's talk about her husband, you know, since we're transitioning, you know, for for him. And, and, and once again, she talked about, before we get ready to talk about Sweeney, you know, you mentioned about her angels, her angels, yes. you know, that God give angels, you know, charge over yes. us. And so we have them available to us. And, and, and I do love it because, you know, she knew how to use her angels, right? She knew uh-huh. how to use the angel, but y'all got to get the book to, to know <laughs> how to use your angels for them uh-huh. to come in and, and work on your behalf. So, so let's, so let's talk about her husband, Sweeney. Let's let's talk about this, this this guy that came and just wooed her off her feet. <laughs> Changed her course of life. Yes. I tell you, you talk about a complicated character. 
Now, Swin is one of my second favorite because he's so complicated. Um, I tell you. Now, I got my thought about him from working with uh, children uh, that were in crisis, with mental health crisis. There's something called explosive disorder, which to me, you already know, is probably uh, some kind of evil spirit. But basically, you have a young person and they explode. Literally, they go angry. They, they, sometimes they black out. They get so enraged, they lose all control. There is no calming them down until they just kind of stop. And these are the people that are doing a lot of shootings and stuff, you know, this, this explosive disorder. They're just enraged and cannot get any control of it. Uh, and actually there's, there's not even any medicine, any medication for this sort of thing. And so that's even worse. So I got my thought from Sweeney, a lot of my material from being a mental health crisis caseworker, working with children and young people that have this disorder, that abuse animals, that set fires that even set uh, animals on fires. Uh, I mean, I'm going to do some really uh, uh, wicked things. And I, we can't call it wicked because it's demonically inspired that usually starts in a childhood. Uh, like I said, um, children, if you see children that are abusing animals, that are throwing rocks at, at, at animals or setting them on fire, or I mean, just doing some wicked things, there's, there's some kind of evilness going on there some kind of way. And my character, Sweeney, unfortunately, in his childhood, he was doing a lot of wicked things where he grew up with this same explosive, enraged, uh, um, you know, emotion that he had going on. It was never resolved. So just imagine what kind of adult that's going to be. He's like, my God, we're all in trouble. And the world was in trouble. Just what happened, Doris happened to marry someone with this problem. You can only imagine what happened to her. Um, but my character, Sweeney, I tell you what, he started off angry, but life and heartbreak broke him down. And you find out what happens to Sweeney later in the book, but, but he had to go through something really tragic to get him to bend his knee because he was very mean. He was angry. He cared nothing for God and nothing for anyone else and blamed everyone else for his problem. And so that, that's my guy, though. <laughs> but that's where I got my idea his character, some people I know and from um, working as a mental health caseworker with children with this disorder, my thought was when they grow up, this is the kind of adult that they become. Mm. That's, that's, wow, that, and, and, and a lot goes on with with, with, with Sweeney, but you got, again, you got to get the book um, to, to see what took place and what was going on. But you, you talk about these evil companions. <laughs> yeah. You know the evil companions, and um, and, and we know, and you, you talk about these three that hung out a lot in this family lineage. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, rage, insanity, and rejection. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. You know, as as they was just, they always found themselves. Um, and so let's let's talk about the evil companions, um, that you use here in 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 the story. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, those three men, they run together, and I think they actually do from some of the people I've met. They actually do. Rage, because, you know, Rage is one of my main characters in the book because he's so angry, he's so ugly, he's so mean. And and um, Rage is a common character in each of these generations. 
rage is always there because, as in the book I explained, rage has an assignment and he has a purpose as well. Just like the angel of the Lord was given an assignment to protect the family, demons have an assignment to destroy your family. There are two people working in every family and every person in this life. And that's, of course, the Lord and that's the enemy. So rage is one of my main uh, characters as well. He keeps up with them. Uh, like you said, rejection, constantly being rejected, uh, unwanted, unloved. Um, you know, you kind of fulfill your own prophecy. It's not that you're unwanted, but he was he was so mean. Sweeney was so mean and so horrible till he was rejected by others because he was such a horrible person. But yet in his heart, he wanted to be accepted. So it's kind of hard to accept someone who's constantly, you know, beating you and, and howling at you and just being a, just, you don't know who's rejecting you. Are you rejecting me or am I rejecting you? <laughs> so it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. You want something uh, more than what you're getting, but you have to change. If you want love, you have to give some love. You can't, you know, be rejected and expect to be accepted. And so insanity was another one. Uh, um, and I go back to Peaches. That's how insanity entered the family because of her situation when she was a victim of a you know brutal rape. Then she she became insane. And that's not a that's not a term that we use currently now. But of course the book is based in you know the 1950s. Part of it is went way back when they did use terms like that. And so insanity is uh, a spirit. You know, and intended kept up with the families to make sure he can focus, he can concentrate, basically making sure people kind of lost their minds and were never able to, to do what God called them to do. So those three kept up with Sweeney from the time that he was born, but they came from his mother. So mom passed them down to her child as well. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, and that's another reason why it's good to know or and to be able to identify um mm -hmm. you know those those generational um curses and those things that come through our generation um so that we'll be able to identify them and we'll be able to deal with them i want to talk about good old pastor Steele's <laughs> yes and his relationship oh good old pastor Steele's. let's talk about pastor Steele's for a moment i take now i grew up in a church so i had some knowledge of Pastor Steele, <laughs> people like that. You know, Pastor Steele, uh, he's not a complicated man. He's kind of a simple guy. He loves the Lord. You know, he has a little jerk and a shout, you know, I guess you can come with a hole in this preacher, you know. And, and But Pastor Steele and Sweeney have this relationship that's kind of kind of odd. But, um, you know, Pastor Steele is basically trying to soul win and get this hard, hard young man, you know, to at least Think about God, and Swin is just, he's just not trying to hear it. He's just not. He doesn't like the pastor. He doesn't care for the church or anything like that. He thinks it's all a big sham. But yet, you know, Pastor Steele is still trying to, you know, soul win. But the, the unusual thing about Pastor Steele is that he, the Lord told him, he, he has this prophecy that keeps coming up, this same prophecy that every time the Holy Spirit gets on him, He'll do a little shake and a jerk, but but the word of God comes out of his mouth. And the prophecy says, he who wears the cross and the blood shall have dominion. Now, that's, it, it, no one ever understood what that meant. Well, what does that mean? He who wears the cross and the blood has dominion. And you don't find out 
until the end how that prophecy was fulfilled. But this was years before Samson was born, generations before Samson was born, who's the modern-day young man. The book starts off in modern day, but it goes back in time. So Pastor Seal was, was generations ago. It's telling a story about Pastor Seal. And so, but Pastor Seal has this prophecy. He's given the same prophecy every time the Holy Spirit gets on him. But he's trying to win Swinney to the Lord, and Swinney's just not a good, he's not a good convert. He's just not trying to hear it. And so, um, but it's so unusual because now nothing but evilness and wickedness has always been in the Swinney family, from one, two, from generation to generation. But here's the thing about curses. In every family, there is the Lord always gives someone a chance to invite the Lord into the middle of all this drama. And so in all this confusion and all this, you know, meanness and stuff that Sweeney's going through, the Lord introduces a man of God into his life. And that's Pastor Seal. So the Lord gives them, there's some hope for this family. It's not looking good for them, but the Lord has a ram in the bush. He introduces Pastor Seal in the family. Sweeney even has a, a chance to change his course if he listens to the man of God. And so all I can tell you is they, they have a meeting, and Sweeney actually does something halfway decent <laughs> to help this man out just by that one kind thing that Sweeney did and all his meanness. That one thing helped change the whole course of that family because not only was the curse introduced, a blessing was introduced from the man of God that only a man or woman of God can call for a blessing over your life. So Sweeney had the right one in his life, and that was Pastor Steele. Yes, 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 Pastor Seals, and delivered that that blessing. And I love you said, oh, in blessed his life. Yes, spoke blessings over his life, and mm-hmm. and 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 I love it because you know we have in the in the power of our tongue, right? There's life and death yes. in the power of our tongue, and he he blessed him with the fruit of his lips. And mm-hmm. it, it, it changed the course of his direction. I'm bringing this out because what if we just start blessing people with the fruit of our lips and um, yes. and speaking positive things over their lives? How could it change mm-hmm. the course? Um, uh, how dramatically can it change the course of their life um, as well? Now, I, I want to talk about um, Thomas. Mm-hmm. I want I want to talk about him and you know and 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 how um, you know he came about and even with you know the 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 the, the unfolding of of, mm-hmm. of in his life you know the the shock of news um, even to him yeah. that he did not know I just want to talk about Thomas for a moment and how he took and 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 things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Thomas because I know so many good men that stand beside their wives, love their wives, are there to protect them. I mean, I know some bad men, but there are more good ones than bad ones. Mm-hmm. And there are some good men who love God and I mean, just I mean, and love their wives, just supportive. So Thomas is one of these good guys. I mean, he's there for the the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, Thomas is Doris's husband, and and a good husband. She's had a bad one. She used to be married to Sweeney, so you already know she's already been through the worst part of it. But later on in life, the Lord blessed her with a good man. And that that should be some 
some shout news to some woman out there or some man. You didn't have the worst of the deal, so the next round is going to be great because God can restore any situation. And so, you know, Doris and she have been through the worst of it. God brought this good man into her life, and he's very supportive. And so it just so happens that someone comes into Doris' life from her past that she thought she'd never see again, that she thought she had dealt with the situation, you know, I, I moved on. That's in the past, and I moved on. And just what happened, her past came knocking right on her door, pretty much. So now here's something from your past that you have to deal with that's right in your face. Now, now Thomas, she could have let her just fight with it alone and said, well, that's you, honey. You deal with that, and you let me know how it turns out. Or you could get in there, fight, fight with them like we're supposed to be a team as a married couple. Well, Thomas was supportive. He was there for his wife. He's like, honey, you know, whatever you're going through, I'm right here with you. And, and the ugliness uh, of her past that she went through, that she had to deal with, he was right there to listen, to, to feel what she's feeling, to, to bear, you know, bear the burden of her emotions because, you know, they were just going all over the place. You know, your past comes back from, you know, it comes back in, in your face and it, it can take you off guard. So she was in shock that her past came back to, to look at her in the face. So she needed that support from her husband, and he, he was right there with her. And he handled the news very well. He was very supportive. And, and, and I mean, he loved, well, I, I don't know how to say what I give it away, but anyway, he loved the child from her past just as much as she did. He got in there. He helped. He did what he was supposed to do. And so, and actually, come to find out, Thomas had some secrets, too. So, um. People that I would say, you know, I know everything about my spouse. I always laugh because are you sure? <laughs> Probably not. And there are some testimonies we ain't never told and ain't going to ever tell. And we know that's true. We only tell half of our testimony anyhow in public. And, and that's just the truth because no one's going to know what the 100% of the whole story. Because it's probably too much for him. And so, uh, you know, but he knew enough. But he had some things to tell her as well that she didn't know about his past. And so they kind of laugh about that in the end, you know, because she's like, well, you know, you handled that really well. He's like, well, you know, I got something to tell you, too. And so she's like, well, what is it? What could be worse than what I just told you? So I kind of used my imagination to imagine the conversation they had. And just some things that me and my husband went through, you know, just exposing some things in our past. And then we wind up laughing about it like, wow, I didn't know that. Like, why did you tell me that 10 years ago? You know, just conversations that married couples have and, and digging out that old stuff from your past that would be helpful information, but, but don't sit on valuable information. Like maybe there's another child out there or you know, maybe the police are looking for you. There's some stuff we may need to know here. <laughs> so let's bring it out on the table. So I kind of had, had a little fun uh, with my imagination thinking of their conversation and their relationship. Mm. And, and I'm just proud of the way he handled that. Because that could have went another way. But yes. he, he's stuck in the, the good, bad, and ugly. Like God has ordained for real marriages to be. Because hang in there with yourself. No matter what it is, y'all supposed to come together and handle it. And that's exactly what he did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just just came right on in. And, um, and, and I was just excited about, you know, this character, um, Thomas and... Um, and the way he, I was excited about the way he handled everything. And 
um, mm-hmm. and just you know stood up to the plate, stood up to the plate. So yeah, he did. It, it, it just it 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 tells a lot, and it can definitely um definitely impart a lot from his character wisdom into the life of many um as well as, as they as they go through so it was um samson samson you know he he make this and i know we get down down the line because you go through his whole lineage here to get down to his his bloodline and um to get down to him but i, I want to talk when mm-hmm. he was of age and you know um, and everything and you know he, he got into the gang and all this other stuff and so he said he made this statement and and I, I want you to just tell us about this just statement from him of this that coming out that came from him if you mess with me you deserve to die if mm-hmm. i find you i'll kill you mm-hmm. so let's talk about yeah. that conversation in in the <laughs> mindset of samson and in why is that a part of his mindset and Yes. You know, he was so, by the time he became of age, he was so angry. He had been treated so badly, had been rejected so much. And so by that point, he was like, you know what? He has so much anger in his heart because hurt people hurt other people. It's just kind of a pattern Mm -hmm. that happens in life. And it had found Samson. He had been through so much by then. He's like, you know what? I've been rejected. I've been been, uh, abused. You know, I've been just treated Dobbin looked over and he was so so full of rage by that time. Besides he had his own evil companions that had followed him from his father. So by that time he had just had it with life. So he's like, if anyone messes with me, then I'm gonna kill him. That's how much anger he had in his heart. Uh uh if if he was treated badly, basically people say, I'm never gonna be treated like this again. No one's ever gonna hurt me like that again. That was his attitude. If you even cross my path, I'm going to kill you. If you mess with me, you deserve to die. And it wasn't even, you know, you, you know how a lot of um back in the day, a lot of young people were dying because someone stepped on their white shoes or someone mm-hmm. stepped on their Adidas. Just craziness. But a lot of that was gang related. They had that same attitude. If you mess mm-hmm. with me, if you disrespect me or what they perceive as disrespecting, you will literally get killed for something that wasn't even all that because that person is full of rage. It's not even you. You're, you're innocent. But you come in contact with the wrong person and they're so full of that rage. I mean, God help you if that happens. And Samson had that attitude. He was so enraged by that time. He, he so fed up with life and so angry. The only God could have intervened for him at that point because that's how angry he was. Wow. You, you know what um that's that's very good i want to talk about this mark this mm-hmm. t-shape birthmark <laughs> and mm-hmm. the travel of it and what's the significance know, right <laughs> what's the significance of this birthmark well, yes and you know i struggled with that until i tied it all together but Pastor Steele gave a prophecy, he who wears the cross and the blood should have dominion. What was perceived as the T was actually a cross. But see, some people who, if you didn't grow up in church, you don't know. You think, oh, that's the T. Mm-hmm. But when, when you get to know Christ, you're like, wait a minute, that's a cross. That's not a T. Or it's a T and a cross. 
It comes to the eyes of the beholder. So Pastor Silk had given the same prophecy. If you wear the cross and the blood, you have dominion. So the same T-shirt, T-shape, or cross-shaped birthmark kept traveling through generation to generation until it's finally made to the correct one that was to fulfill that prophecy. Hmm. Wow, that was good. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's, yes, I, from the beginning, <laughs> from Peaches, all the way from Peaches. So, okay, this thing mm-hmm. is traveling. Hey, just, that's absolutely amazing. Wow. So just being marked. That's, and I was just thinking about just being marked for destiny, right? Oh, I love um, that. I love wow. that. Wow. I, I just I just absolutely love that. And so I, I, I want to talk about a quitter. Oh, yeah. She give mm-hmm. us some insight on her um, tonight. You know, um, well, her name her name is Aquata, and I actually have have uh, one of my best friends in college. Uh, name was Aquata, which is you never hear that name. And so, Aquata in the book was uh, Samson's girlfriend. When the book opens, it's Samson and his son, and you and there's no mother around. You're like, well, where's the baby's mother? which is what most folks would ask, well, where's the mama? I see these two. And so uh, Aquata is Samson's girlfriend. Uh, she loves him. Her father's a pastor. Um, and it's actually a funny story because those two are actually based on my husband and how we met. <laughs> I'm a pastor's daughter, and my husband was a former gang member. So I had a lot of good material to work with there. <laughs> and so, as I say, based on actual characters. And so um, Aquata loves God, and, and you know, now she looks better than I do because Aquata has it going on, okay? She is the bomb, as the young people say. So Samson, remember, he's hard-hearted, he's angry, he's just, you know, yuck on the world. He meets this beautiful, brown-skinned young lady. And, you know, God knows what's going to get you in and so does the devil, so if so, the, don't say the Lord won't use no bait because the Lord knows what you like too. And so this saving lady meets Samson and she's beautiful and he's like, wow. I mean, he is completely <laughs> overwhelmed when he sees her. This is the best thing that could happen to him was to meet this young lady. But she happens to love the Lord. And so Samson has a lot of work to do <laughs> to gain her love and her trust, because, you know, she ain't trying to hear all that. She, her eyes on the Lord, she's going to school and all that good stuff. And so it is the different uh, two characters that meet uh, Samson, who's on another course, and Aquata, who's on another course. Well, when they come together, they actually are a really good team, and she introduces him to her heavenly father and her earthly father, who is a pastor. So that's how Samson... He's actually drawn into her family line. He's drawn into all that love and, and good home cooking, that thing he's always longed for. If he'd never met a quarter, he would never have been embraced uh, like he's always longed for. He's always wanted that family. And she came to the package deal with, with her parents who love God and who, who actually took him under their wings. But uh, if it hadn't been for a she wouldn't have met, he wouldn't have met them. And so... She's one of one of my characters I love. She's so sweet. But she's also very firm with Samson. She's not one that lays down and just takes anything. She makes Samson stand up and come to the plate, as they say, and, and, and stand up and be a man and to uh, respect her 
And, uh, you know, I just love the way she demands respect from him. He's never respected anybody. But she demanded respect from this young man, and he gave her the respect that she deserved. Uh, so the, I love her. I love this character. She's, she's one of my main girls because of what she, what she did for Samson. Yes, that was absolutely amazing. So she held held him at that place of accountability and responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so she held Mm -hmm. him there. And at that, it was just absolutely amazing. So before we, um, as we're getting ready to just get ready to conclude this um, our broadcast on tonight, there's a couple other things I want to do, a few more other things, but I want to make sure, was there anything that you wanted to share? with the audience on tonight that we have not, that you have not discussed that you would like for them to know about the book? Well, thank you so much. You know, um, I started off telling you about why I wrote the book. What I can tell you is when I finished the very first copy, it was a rough draft. It wasn't even what it is now. I had every boy in the church, they all read the book. They all wrote a report about it without having, without being asked. They wrote a report about the book and turned it in to me. They all started doing better in school. They stopped all that fighting. By the end of reading this book, each young man could tell me what a generational curse was and how it could only be broken through Christ Jesus. And so that was like, wow, these boys feeling in school, hated to read. So I knew right then this book had to get out in the hands of people who needed to know and how and you know know how they could be changed. So what I want the listener to know, I want you, like I said, talk to your, if anyone is still alive, your mom, your dad, your grandparents, even maybe your brothers and sisters that are older than you, you need to know what has happened in my family, what patterns run in my family. Uh, uh, it's alcoholism run in my family. Uh, my family, unfortunately, cancer has ran through my family just like a train, and it may as well other people. These terrible, wicked patterns in our families are called curses. And like you said, there's also blessings of patterns that run in families. And we have a lot of blessings as well. But you need to know how how can I stop this from happening so that it does not reach another generation. And the way to do that is to say, Lord, first of all, get on the right team. You know, ask the Lord to come into your heart if he's not already. The Lord comes to my heart and save me. Once you are a believer in Christ, according to the word of God, uh, those curses don't have the power over you that, that they that the enemy had planned for them to have. The enemy means to destroy you through it. But you can be redeemed from that curse through the blood of Jesus, and only through his blood can that be broken. I want the, the listener to know you can stop bad things from happening in your family. That, that keeps being a pattern. No one else has to go to jail. No one else has to die an untimely death. You can say, in the name of Jesus, I command this to be broken in Jesus' name. I command this to stop right now in Jesus' name. You can stop it, but only through Christ Jesus. And you may be the one to stop it. That's what I want them to know. Yes, yes. You can be marked. Amen. Marked for destiny. Mm -hmm. Marked to be the one that breaks the generational curses off of Mm -hmm. your family life. Amen. Um, glory to God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, my Lord. And so, um, I just have I have one more question, and then I'm gonna mm-hmm. ask you and and listeners. You know what? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna ask you um, to um, give your information so that the listeners can definitely 
um, reach out to you and contact you as well. Also, for those who are, are still available, I, I forgot that today that you guys or, or those that are able to call in. If you want to call in and ask the author any questions that you may have, you can call in at 563-999-2090. Again, you can call in at 563-999-2090. And um, the access code is 257851. Access code 257851. And you can call in and you can ask the author um, any questions that you may have um, that about the book, anything that she has spoken about on tonight as well. Uh, we still have a few more moments here. I do apologize. I should have uh, mentioned that to you guys earlier, but the lines are open on tonight. So, but I want to ask you this question while we're waiting. And um, one moment. And in addition, if you are on the social media platforms or on the um, on the website, you can also place your comments, any comments or questions that you may have in the chat or under the social media feed that you're under that's in this particular broadcast. And then we will we'll talk about it on air. I've definitely conveyed the question to the author for her to answer for you. Awesome. So um, the last thing I want to ask you or I, I want to ask you, have you thought about it or is it in the making? Or, or not, have you considered or are you looking at doing a workbook to go along hmm. with this book? You know, that is such a great idea. Um, you know, I, I did think about it because although it's a novel, it's, uh, people have given me such great response that they've learned so much even through a novel because a lot of it rings true. Mm -hmm. And so, especially when they go back and look at their own family. And so, I thought about it, but I hadn't actually put that in action. But you know, with some uh, uh, with some encouragement and some thought, that's something I actually may do. I, I appreciate you you saying that. Yes, I, I really I, I really think it, that that is something that to that will definitely complement this book and and give the readers uh, those that that have this to help them be able to go back um, discover and conquer uh -huh. the things of the past, you know, in, in their life and just having that um, workbook slash um, workbook or journal to go along with this as uh -huh. a companion with this book, as a companion, wow, um, as you unfold the past of Samson's uh -huh. history, they can begin to yeah. go back and unfold the path, the path of their Ooh. history too. Um, to to, yeah. to to uncover um, what has taken place, so that they can get in a position, so they can position mm -hmm. themselves to stop the things mm. that have come that the enemy has sent down um, in their bloodline to try to destroy it. I, I, um, when I was in prayer, I, I seen that, and so I was oh, like, "Oh, I gotta yeah, ask I her that. about that." Yeah, so I, that. I definitely well, would you. look forward to once you would look forward to hearing about it and and the manifestation mm -hmm. of it as well, because it it can definitely become a great training tool. You know, the mm -hmm. both be a tra great training tool in in ministries as well in ministries. You know, even in you know youth detention centers, and you know, and mm -hmm. things of that nature. Um, different organizations, you know, that work with you know individuals that is down a path 
of of mm-hmm. destruction and don't know why yeah. and don't know how to you know come desire to not be in that place but don't know how to recover don't know how to mm-hmm. recover because of the strongholds that's in in their lives the strongholds that's upon you know their family life and and they have no clue because many a times we're so focused on the natural things that are taking mm-hmm. place we don't give we don't focus or give a thought on the the things that's taking place behind the scene behind the scene yeah um and even those who mm-hmm. have relationships you know those who have professed our lord and savior um jesus christ you know we we just we're blindsided by what mm-hmm. takes place in the spiritual realm and i think this 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 is a powerful book <laughs> very mm-hmm. very powerful book that would definitely definitely mm-hmm. um open up a whole lot uh open up a whole lot more and also you know give them exercises to complete mm-hmm. you know with the world oh, to help yeah. lead them to um discovering uncovering and conquering Mm, I love I think that. That would be absolutely powerful, man. Th- okay, um, so t- t- tonight, tonight, tonight is just um, absolutely powerful. We are in the studio live with none other than the Harriet um, Patrick Barron, the author of the conversion of the thug. And so, um, um, author, if you can give our listeners um, information on how they can contact you and get a copy of this phenomenal book well thank you yeah this book is published by zulon it's x-u-l-o-n press uh, you can go on their website and find the book there um, it's also on amazon.com uh, barnesandnobles.com um, and pretty much if you just google the conversion of the thug every place the book is sold will come up but uh, mainly those three websites zulon press amazon and barnes and nobles are the top carriers of the book. Uh, you can always email me at harrietbarron at gmail.com, um, and I'll, I'll, of course, respond to email. I'm also on Facebook. I'm under Facebook, I'm under Coffee Time with Daddy, which is my first book I wrote. You can also contact me there. And also under my name, Harriet Barron, uh, on Facebook. And so uh, you send me a message. You can message me or whatever. I'll respond. I'll interact with you. Um, I love to, to pray with people and to, uh, to to speak hope in your life and life in your life um, and just to declare the blessings of God over you. A lot of people contact me that have been victims of uh, rape and molestation and abusive relationships, all kinds of things, depression, mental illness, that have lost a child. I mean, my whole life is like, my God, one deliverance manual, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, God has delivered me time after time after time from all sorts of heartbreaking things. But God has always caused me to bounce back with more power, more fire, more anointing, and a greater story to share after each one of these events. And so I also encourage other people that's gone through all these sorts of things. And also, if you have lost a child, like like, um, Sister Barty mentioned, there's uh, Destiny's Voice Ministries. If you contact me or you know anyone that's lost a child that is really struggling and grieving um, with that, um, I'll also send them out, like I said, a simple love gift, or I'll send it to whoever requests it, and you can give it to them if you know if you don't want to share the information, or just you know I'll be glad to follow up on that. 
um, I have a heart for people and a heart for ministry to reach those who are just in crisis, man, are just, just going through a tough time. There's hope, there's light, and God will cause you to bounce back with more fire. And so that's how to contact me. We're working on the website right now. It's not all the way together, but I will have that up and running, um, hopefully, uh, in the next few months. So you can contact me through these current methods uh, at this time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Just even make sure, you know, even those that are listening um, to the replay, that um, the author information is there um, for you to reach out and contact her um, in if if um, first to purchase the book and to purchase the book. Make sure you get a copy of the book in addition to um, you know prayers. I heard prayer um, questions that you may have, um, things that you may be dealing with that she can um, assist you with. Um, as as well um, grief trauma traumatic events I heard her say that her life is a deliverance manual itself <laughs> I just love what she, you said I just love that yeah, yeah. she said it's a deliverance <laughs> manual itself deliverance manual itself mm-hmm. and so um, and we so we thank God for the gift that she is to the world and that she's open and available um, as she's unwrapped her gift um, and and may, and have it as an offering, being that living sacrifice um, un, unto the Lord to be available for His people um, in in their time of need, and allowing God to just use her in 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 such a creative way to minister to to the lives of souls, to heal, set them free, and deliver them um, as they are drawn unto Him, and as she just uh, with her creativity lead them into greater depth and insight amen um in the heart of the lord and the love of the lord for their lives um so that transformation can take place i absolutely love it amen (laughs) of glory to god thank you jesus it has my god um um author baron miss baron it has been a powerful time with you on tonight and and i just want to let you know that before we end this inner view thank you it's been a pleasure to be here awesome awesome and in the scribe finger the scribes hangout family just welcome 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 you and and thanks for this powerful interview on tonight so yes we have been engaged in an amazing powerful outstanding interview with none other than um harriet p Barron, the author of the conversion of the thug the conversion of the thug which is changing lives around the world you want to make sure that you get a copy of this dynamic book so that you can you can get the inside information the inside scoop on what take place in the life of samson history so -hmm. that you'll know if he gained the knowledge and power to save his family or will his or will the curse finally destroy the rest of his family? You got to get the book to find out the information. So go ahead and grab your copy on any um, outlet that is selling, that sells, uh, that sells books, that sells, that sells books. It just you said you can go ahead and Google the conversion of a thug, and it will come up all over the place. Again, here at the Scribes Hangout, um, we are bringing 
you, the voice and the heart of the scribes. And we want to thank you for hanging out with us on tonight on the Kingdom Influencers broadcast. And we look forward to you joining us next week on next Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we will be hanging out with the scribe. If you enjoyed this broadcast, we want you to go ahead and subscribe to our broadcast on the Spreaker's platform so that every time that we um, broadcast it in the Scribes Hangout, you will definitely be informed so you can connect with the Scribe so that maybe the Scribe within you would be unlocked. And we definitely know you surely will be inspired motivated, empowered, and encouraged to move in greater places within your destiny. Again, thank you for joining us at the Scribes Hangout. I am your host, publisher, author, TV and radio personality, Deron Shea Zorn, and it was surely a pleasure to have you with us tonight, hanging out at the Scribes Hangout in Jesus' name.